music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, it's Kelly, and this week on the show, we dip into our vintage vault and spend some time with award-winning choreographer and creative director, Barry Lather, who has worked with a ton of A-list artists like Usher, Carrie Underwood, George Michael, Prince, Gwen Stefani, Rihanna, and the list goes on and on. Barry is with us to celebrate Janet Jackson's Control album, and there is a ton of things to talk about, including his role in choreographing her legendary video for Pleasure Principle. Listen anytime, anyplace, just a click away, kellyalexandershow.com. As we celebrate the 35th anniversary of Janet Jackson's Control, we are super excited to welcome to the show award-winning choreographer Barry Lather, who, of course, choreographed The Pleasure Principle, also danced in the When I Think of You and Nasty videos, and I was able to choreograph some of the stage performances like the Grammy Awards and the American Music Awards. Barry, thank you so much for joining us on The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, hey. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. I've wanted to interview, interview you for years, so this seems like all like a, a great experience to have you on right now. Um, before we get into Janet's stuff, I have to ask you how you got started in dance and what you would consider to be your first big break. I mean, started in dance as far as I came from a dancing family, so my, my mom was a dance teacher. So I was in a dance and, you know, five kids, we all danced. I was the youngest of five. Um, but I moved to LA right out of high school, was on scholarship, did the training, started going to auditions. And my first big break was the Captain EO, huge audition in LA, huge. Um, the Captain EO 3D film that Michael Jackson did for um, Disney and Epcot. So that was my first big dance job. I was in LA about 11 months before I got my first like real legit big project. So, wow. And, and it was so very memorable. <laughs> is that how, like, how did that connection get you? Was that a connection that got you to Janet? Like, how did that happen? No, no. Um, I mean, that job was awesome. It was, you know, obviously Michael, you know, in, in 1985, 86 was on top of the world and it was his first big project after Thriller. So everybody wants to work with him. Um, you know, he's a global superstar, but as far as it, it was just coincidental, um, I auditioned for Paul Abdul um, at at the same building in the studio where I did all my training in LA, most of my training and um, I auditioned for Paula for, you know, Janet's video, nasty boy. And I didn't know that at the time, you know, I just uh, I'm auditioning for, for Paula and got the job. And I mean, it was awesome. The, her audition was awesome. And like the style was very like street and, and like tough jazz. And I was just like, this is right up my alley. Like, I just love the style. And, um, Paula was funny because she's like, please, please tell me you're available. Let me, please let me know you can do this job. Like instead of waiting, go home, wait for a call, maybe the next day. She's like, I didn't even leave the room. She's like, you have to do this job. So I was like, oh my God, I think I got it. <laughs> That's awesome. And so yeah. did you first meet Janet then like in rehearsal? Is that how that yeah, happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with Paula and under her choreography with Janet and I was a nasty boy. And then, um, then the next video was When I Think of You, which was, you know, big epic video, one long camera shot type vibe. And um, so those two projects, you know, obviously met Janet, rehearsed with Janet, and, you know, was one of the dancers and I guess a familiar face in two of her videos. So um, that's, that's the initial connection and how that happened. And what were your first impressions of Janet? Because I'm sure growing up, you know, obviously, you know, she's a part of the Jackson family. She was on mm -hmm. Good Time. She was on Fame. Uh, what were your thoughts when you first saw her kind of come into the room? 
I get, you know, when, when you're on an, and to me, you know, I was 19 years old you know, I didn't even realize Janet was the same age as I am. We're only a few months apart. So you, you could just feel the momentum, you know, and the excitement, you know, it's like, we're going to do this video. It's Janet Jackson and her album's blowing up. And, and like, so, you know, you're thrilled and excited, but try not to geek out and act all weird, you know, starstruck, but, um, you know, and just work. I just remember, I just wanted to work really hard and impress Paula and impress Janet and just, just do my job and, and just be the best I can. You know, it was like my career was just starting and I just wanted to be noticed, I guess, in a way. So what were your thoughts on the, um, the music itself? Like when I think of you and nasty, cause this was such a huge album for her. I know she'd had two before that, but this really put her on the map. So what was your thoughts, uh, especially someone so connected to the street? Like what was your thoughts on the, the sound itself of the songs? Well, the production was crazy. I mean, I, obviously I bought the album and, you know, was a fan just from the very first single. Um, what have you done for me lately? Which I wasn't in that video. Nasty boys was the second one, but and then when I think of you, but the production was very different at the time. Um, you know, it did have that, obviously, which we grew to know is that Jam and Lewis sound and, and, uh, and many, Minneapolis sound, but it was just funky. It was like R&B. It was pop. It, it, it was just the beats were heavy, you know, so it just had a new sound. And that's I mean, that's, I think, part of the success of it. And the songs are just great. I hate to say great pop songs, but they were. They just were, you know, like I said, R&B, groove-oriented and very danceable at the time. I mean, just had this mid-80s kind of new sound, and it was like everybody just pounced on that album. And even the ballad. I mean, the ballad was great, too. So it's it it's hard to have five or six singles off of one album, and that was just a massive success for her. It was It was really cool to be involved and be around all that energy. Can you talk about what it was like being in a rehearsal with Janet and Paula Abdul? Like, how did that go with regards to, I know you said that you loved the, the choreography style that Paula had, um, but yeah, was that like kind of new for you? Like, or had you already done that out in Atlanta? Well, it, at the time it was like, it, it, you're either kind of like more of a jazz dancer or you were like a street dancer at, at that time. And, you know, and I was a huge you know, massively into pop and lock and break and all that street dance movement that was happening in the early eighties. I just completely embraced it. You know, I was a young teen. So when I moved to LA, I was 18. It was a part of me, you know, but I had tap jazz ballet training, but as far as that style at the time, it was, it really was like, and I hate to call it that, but that's what it was. It was kind of like street jazz. It was jazz mixed with street elements. That was not your normal jazz. It was, you know, it was definitely from a, a, a more club oriented street oriented vibe. So fusing those two flavors together was kind of what Paula was doing with Janet. And, you know, I happened to be taking class at the time. I was training at the time. I also was teaching too. I was a young, you know, I teach my own classes. I used to teach on the dance convention circuit for Joe Tremaine. So Tremaine conventions I taught for, for a long time. And in a way, because I was such a fan of street dancing and popping and locking, jazz and street kind of was my style as well so when i remember doing uh, paula's audition i was just like this is how i like to move like this is less jazzy than normal and every now and there would be like a really funky step that was different you're like that's totally like a street step like that's cool you know it's not all jazz so 
that style and what kind of what you know Paula started with Janet was was definitely a fusion of of jazz and street mix. It wasn't all one or all the other. It was a definitely a mixture and it that's kind of how I moved at the time. That was my flavor at the time. So it was a good match. And you know, obviously I was thrilled beyond belief when Janet actually called me one day and asked me if I'd be interested in choreographing for for her. It was going to be her next video. Um which I could, this is crazy, but I was on a TV show and I couldn't do it. And I'm like, this is my big break as a choreographer. And I, I can't do it. Like contractually, I couldn't get out of my TV show. Oh my goodness. So I was thinking, you know, as a young, you know, 19 year old or 20 year old, whatever. No, 19. I was just like, that's my big break. And, you know, cause I always wanted to choreograph. I always knew I wanted to dance and one day become a choreographer. That, that was hands down. And I was like, that's my big break. And, and like, I can't do it. This is crazy. And I was bummed, you know, and, and, little distraught about it but it she called me again later on so i was happy that you know being in her two of her videos and being a dancer that she noticed and and um i just was happy that she called me again and and i ended up doing her american musical word performance for her to control um that was january of 87 and i was still working on that tv show but at night i would go to choreography rehearsals with janet and with the, the dancers and then during the day, I was doing the television show. So I was kind of going back and forth. I was just trying to make it work because I'm like, I can't miss out on this opportunity. Like, I have to do this somehow. That's crazy. Now, did the uh, the performance for for the American Music Awards happen before you choreographed Pleasure Principle? Like, what was the timeline yeah. on that? Yes. So, like, in, in, in it was um, August of 20, I started a television show. And I think that fall she did um, the live like control live kind of video. I think Paula still ended up working on it. Um, and then, you know, then she obviously control was the single cause you release a video and then usually if you're going to go on a award show, you're going to promote your current single. So that fall, I believe is the control video came out. So in January, um, you know, and she was up for awards. So it was kind of like, obviously you're going to do your current single. So what was weird is I did a performance for her, which most people don't know, with her and just two guys, uh, the control number. And it was live via satellite to Japan for like a New Year's Eve. Wow. And then, and then a few weeks later, we did, because she learned it all and learned all the choreography and went through all the time and the process of learning it and liked it. She goes, I want, we want to, I want to do this, but add more guys. So it was her with four guys. And, you know, we switched a little bit, but it was a majority of it was, and I could never find that, that live, you know, forget what it was called, but it was, it was a Fuji year end special live to Japan, something, something. And I was like, I have no footage of that. And I wasn't even in it. Two dancers were in it. So, but we basically did the same thing on the American music awards, but with four guys and just amped it up and just went, you know, went for it. And I wasn't even supposed to be in it. Um, I actually replaced the dancer very last minute. Oh, really? You know, yeah. I, w I mean, I'm, I'm in the performance right off her shoulder but there was one dancer we were kind of a little suspect about and we're just like, ugh, you know, just not as funky as the other guys in a way, you know, it was, and, and it was getting too late, you know, it was, you know, if we had a week, we were like, let's get somebody else. We were like two days out. So, and, you know, Janet talked to me about it and this and that. And I just remember they were like, well, we we're thinking maybe you could do it because you know, all the choreography. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it just caught me off guard. So I ended up, being in it, it was kind of not a mistake, but you know, things happen for a reason. 
So it was, it was very thrilling to be in the performance and that also be your choreography. And it's the first time my choreography was ever seen in the States and it was a big, big, big night and a lot of fun. Can you talk to us about, um, cause I just, I, funny enough, I, I rewatched that performance this morning, getting ready for our chat today. <laughs> and like, uh, I did see you in the video and, and I, or the performance and you were, yeah, the best eighties <laughs> hair ever. Best <laughs> hair ever. And, uh, you could tell like watching you, cause I watched like you, I was watching for you when I was watching this and I was like, my God, he's so into it. Like, it's great. And I wanted to ask you, knowing that you had to do this American music awards uh, choreography, my question would be knowing that there's so many other artists that are performing that night, is everybody bringing their a game because you want to impress the other artists and the fact that it's like an award show, like, is there extra pressure? Um, that's a good question. I think when you're on your fifth single or whatever it was, fourth or fifth single, and she had so much momentum and was up for the awards for the night, you know, most artists don't worry about other people. I mean, there's certain artists who be like, I want to be the best of the night. Like, I want people to talk about our performance tomorrow. And there's nothing wrong with that mentality. Some people think it's cocky. I just think it's, you're just achieving, trying to strive for greatness. You know, I've worked with Usher and other people and they're like, they want to be the best. And, and Jana had that mentality. She had that killer instinct, but in a quiet way of, of, of like Michael, um, just perfection and, and rehearsing and fine tuning it. And just like, it has to be perfect. And, and like that kind of pressure is cool because everybody's like, whoa, the artist is super duper serious. We got to be on point too. Like it's an honor just to be on stage with her, but there was totally, you know, it's the American music awards. It's like the Grammys, you know, it's like, we got to go out and smash it. We have to, there's no, there's no other exception. So there was that excitement of just being so focused, laser focused, and just trying to have the best performance that we possibly can have. Did I see Sean Cheeseman in that performance too? Is he one of the dancers? He looked like one of the dancers. Um, no, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Cheeseman, but I have worked with Sean Cheeseman before. Okay. It, well, he has a doppelganger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I also wanted to ask you about the uh, Grammy performance because that mm -hmm. was so sick. Like you did, you know, what have you done for me lately? And then you mix in a bit of nasty. Mm -hmm. How did that whole thing come together? Because just with like the live band, the dancers together was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, the reason I, you know, got to do the Grammys because the American Music Award performance turned out so well. Um, her manager that night was, you know, everybody was very excited. Plus she won awards. It was a great night. And, um, he just said, she's going on the Grammys next month. You're doing that. And you're going to do her next video. Cause he, you know, it was kind of like, I was a new flavor, I guess. I don't, you know, nothing discredit whatsoever to Paula. Um, but it was just like, I don't know, just new flavor, new energy. Janet's been going for a while. And, and, and we went on American music Awards, just her and four guys and just crushed it. So it was kind of like, I was, you know, I was just excited just to do it in that, choreography was seen and I got to dance on stage with Janet and, you know, was, like I said, we were like 19 years old or 20, we we're 20 at the time. And it's just crazy. You know, that this, the, the excitement and, and you're so thrilled, you know, your heart's swelling, but the fact that he's like, you're doing a Grammys and you're doing our next video. I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> like this is happening. <laughs> I think I'm choreographing a, a little bit more. So, I, I mean, I, it's what I wanted to do. I was just very, very, happy and gracious that I was given that opportunity. 
Um, when it comes to that specific uh, performance at the Grammys and coming mm -hmm. off your success at the AMAs, because again, that performance was just sick, the way that you married the two songs, does Janet have a big say in how things are rolling out? Like, is she very, like, even at that stage, was she really involved? I, I mean, I wasn't in the room when, when they're putting that together as far as musically. Um, you know, had I been like the creative director, which I've, the role I do now, you know, years later, but I was just, you know, you're choreographing it. So I'm like, you know, well, give me the music when it's ready. And, you know, but I knew it was going to be a mashup of the two. I think she, you know, obviously worked with Jam and Lewis and, and they spit out an incredible like remix of the two. And, um, you know, we couldn't go out and just do control again because it was like, they're only like four weeks apart, the two performances. So having Jam and Lewis in that live kind of band feel was totally different than the American Music Awards where it was just her and four guys in the track, you know? So, and again, she brought it. It was so focused. Um, and it, again, it was so exciting. Just like, that was my first time ever on the Grammy Awards, you know? And, you know, that's what you dream of. You know, you watch it at home. You don't know what artist you meet. Just one day you hope to, to dance and be on award shows. And it was happening. But at the same time that it was happening and I happened to be a dancer, it was also like your choreography is like being seen too. Like it's, it's all like unfolding right now. So I just remember being extremely thrilled and, and just kind of feel like you're walking on, uh, you know, clouds a little bit because my dreams were like unfolding and, and happening for me. Joining us on the Kelly Alexander Show is award-winning choreographer Barry Lather. You can find all of, all of his information on his website, barrylather.com. I wanted to ask you, after you did these performances, and we're going to talk about Pleasure Principle in just a sec, yeah. but I'm assuming because Tina had told me this about herself, after Velvet Rope, everybody and their grandmother was coming to her uh, <laughs> to want to work with her. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming they did that too after the Janet album. But for you, did your phone blow up right away after those performances? Um. What's funny is like, we didn't have cell phones back then. So, you know, you had your phone and your uh, phone machine in your apartment in Los Angeles, you know, <laughs> this was 87. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously family and friends were very excited for me and, and just my close friends in LA that, that, you know, my peers in a way that I would take class with. Cause again, I, like I said, I was a young dancer. I, I thought I might be, I was hoping to choreograph by the time I was like 30, like figure, work as a dancer for about 10 years, really get a big resume, get a lot of experience, learn from others. And then maybe, you know, late twenties, maybe by 30, you can be choreographing. So the fact that I was choreographing at 20, I, I, that, that's the part that caught me off guard. And I, I just was nervous, but also excited and, and wanted to just take advantage of the opportunity. And, and bottom line is I just wanted to do my absolute best and be as creative as possible and, and make Janet look as great as possible. You know, it's like, that's what you're hired to do, you know? Um, so just, yes, I got a lot of calls and people are, are happy for me, but mostly I'm, I'm a member of just my parents and my, and, and my family just being super proud. That's awesome. fun. Yeah. Now, can you talk to us about uh, like, like pleasure principle? Like how was it because you had done the other performance? Is that how pleasure principle came to you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then when, when you, uh, you got the gig, did you already know like what the storyline was going to be? Were you a part of that? Like what the video was going to look like? Um, it's funny. We had a couple meetings. I remember at A&M records in Hollywood there and, um, the original idea for the pleasure principle was going to be Janet with na nasty girls. They were going to have instead of nasty boys, girls, you know, all girls and just kill it. But I, I remember in the meeting it, you know, 
her manager, uh, um, John McClain at the time, he was just, you know what? And a lot more people had dancing in the videos, you know, Jody Watley, uh, Sheena Easton, whoever it was, you know, it was like everybody had dancers, dancers, dancers. And it was, you know, it was a trend at the time. And he, I just remember him saying, I'll never forget. He goes, you know what? I, for once I would love to see Janet, like, and it kind of just unfolded in the meeting. I would love to see her to go to like this warehouse or something like this is where she goes and sweats and works out and puts in her time. And she just dances and dances and works herself into a frenzy with no other dancers all by herself and proved to everybody like she don't need dancers. She could do this all by herself and she works herself out. It's like this is where she go works out and then she just boom sweats, then leaves the building. And we're like, Whoa, you know, we're like, and I remember Jana looking over to me and she goes, what do you think? And I'm like, if it's planned right and done right. And, you know, really pieced together right choreographically i said of course i mean but we didn't know the building yet you know we didn't know the location yet it was just that was the concept and i thought it was bold but i mean it was, it's like her fifth video so it's like what what can she do because i feel like every video she had dancers 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 so in a way this was a departure and actually a bold statement i thought it was cool that they came up with that idea and then we went and tackled it and tried to make it happen can you talk to us then about coming up with those moves? Because again, I watched the video this morning uh, just to get a, a refeel for it. And yeah, mm -hmm. like knowing, like how did that all work out with like the set? Because even that part where she's like pushing herself on the wall and then she's got the chair thing. Was there extra pressure knowing that she wouldn't have a group dance to fall back on? I don't think there was pressure. I mean, maybe there was a little bit, but I never felt a, um, a doubt or um, ner nerves from her. It was like we rehearsed for like six days straight, just one-on-one, -on -one, side by side, in a dance studio, in front of the mirror, and just pieced this whole thing out. Um, Dominic Senna, who was the you know, great director, um, he absolutely shot the choreography so well and, and captured you know, all the movement, didn't chop her body off. You know, it was a lot of head to toe shots. So you really saw all the movement. Um, but they found that big building. And I remember talking through the parts with Dominic. Um, and I didn't realize like, it wasn't just going to be go to this hardwood floor area with mirrors and just dance there. Like he utilized the building, you know, we shot, we went upstairs up this, you know, like metal gnarly industrial stairs that went up to a second level and we shot like a section there. And then we went over where all those little like wood slated with lights beaming through. We shot a little thing there and then there was mirrors. And so it was broken up into pieces. And, and that wasn't under my direction. That was under Dominic and his vision. Um, so it was how, when it all came together, it just, it, it just felt epic. You know, I think if she stayed just on the hardwood dance floor that was laid down there in the cement building, it would have felt too one dimensional. So he gave it very, he made it the video very versatile and, and each section had like its special part. So that I, I just meant, you know, you never know when you're filming it, you're happy. You're focused on, you know, just these 20 seconds. That's all we're doing right now, or just these 30 seconds. So when you saw it all laced together and put together, it was just like, wow, like she's killing it. Like she, she held your attention for the entire video until she left. It was awesome. It was so fun to work with her. And she worked so hard. She worked so hard. I remember her being sore. I never hear artists say, oh, I'm sore. But she was like, 
Barry, I'm like a little sore, you know, because she kept doing those backflips and was uh, practicing that. And I think, you know, when you do a backflip and throw your body backward, you're going to pull your stomach muscles a little bit. So I just think she was sore and also dancing on cement, you know? Oh, yeah. Did so, she legit do the backflip? Yeah. That was she not did? a body double. Yeah. That was not a body double. Oh, my she God. I totally wow okay you've just given like everybody that's gonna watch this now is gonna lose their marbles because i thought that there was a, just to do the flip part so she did the flip part and yeah. landed. and there was like a little gymnast coach that came in you know to help out and to give her some pointers and because she stood on top of that speaker and flipped of course they added it that way because the speaker was pretty high and for her to land on that cement there was a little crash mat you know yeah but so that's how it was edited but you know just to have, you know, to be daring enough to, to do that. I mean, I wouldn't flip off a speaker and land on cement, you know, but I can't believe like, honestly, yeah, God, I thought I knew that. a lot about her stuff, but like, you've just, you've just given a big nugget. I really thought that was cut so that she had like a stunt double. So in case she hurt herself, like she wouldn't hurt herself. No, she did everything. That's amazing. And so also I wanted to ask you, because I know like throughout the years when we see these behind the scenes things of Janet, uh, whatever album she's doing, there's always this intonation where, um, she always sort of kind of intones that she doesn't think she's a good dancer, you know, like she just kind of like intone, like she's not. And even though she's amazing and kills it when she did pleasure principle, was, she, I, was there, were there nerves? Did she know she was good? Cause I also forget the sense that she doesn't like to necessarily freestyle on her own. And I know that this was choreographed, but yeah. was it, were there nerves? Was she concerned about pulling it off your choreography? Not at all. I mean, we rehearse so much to a T, you know, you know, when, I mean, I'll never let an artist like sort of half have it and like, okay, yeah, you're good enough to go in front of the camera. It's like, no, it, it, you need to know every single section and, and look awesome doing it and not like, you know what, that part still feels a little weak. We need to rehearse that a little bit more. You know, you gotta be honest with the artists, you know, cause they're depending on you to be honest with them. And if, if they're not hitting it hard enough or, or, or just, they're not clean enough. And that's the worst, like man, hitting the choreography and making it clean. And, and she owned it, you know, it's like she learned all the choreography, but it's like, then she owned it. And it was part of her, you know, it's not like I'm doing somebody else's steps. It's like, she was being Janet, Janet learned the stuff and performed it. And like Janet crushed all that. Um, there was no freestyle though. Everything was, everything was choreographed from the beginning to the end. And that's why I think all the lines and all the poses and all the, the moments, everything is just to a T. So there, there isn't really any kind of loose freestyle moment. It's like everything was precise and with camera and with lighting. Wow. That's amazing. And yeah. so how long did it take to shoot the, the video, Barry? Was it like a week, a few days or? It's funny because um, I mean, it had never happened to me until, you know, I hadn't done a lot of videos yet, but uh, things were taken off. Um, it was supposed to be a two night shoot. So she basically would work from like 7 PM to 7 AM. You know, um, it was a night shoot. It was downtown LA in that vacant building. And um, the second night, you know, we're three o'clock in the morning, you know, we're starting looking at the shots we still had to do. And I remember us pushing and pushing and pushing. And it was almost like 6 AM, you know, we're kind of racing against the sun coming up in daylight and I just, I saw she, she was just getting tired, you know, and, and, and it was a second long night in a row in this pressure. And it's just, I just remember saying like, we're going to have to do another, like, 
we're going to have to come back, you know, like and finish this tomorrow night. So we did add a night. So it, it was a three night shoot in downtown LA in that building. Well, it was originally supposed to be two nights, but she, and I'm glad she did that because I think if we rush to film some choreography and she sees that and knows like that was at the end of the second day, I'm like 12 hours deep. I'm super tired when I was doing this, you know, you, you don't want to regret anything. So it was a, it was the right choice. You know, it might've went over budget a little bit to do a whole nother night, but it was the right choice. And she got a good rest and we finished the video the third night. I know Dominic Senna, obviously uh, super talented and he, and he went on to do some of her rhythm nation stuff or, you know, mm -hmm. most of the rhythm nation stuff. Um, yeah. Does she, is she very collaborative with him on set? And like, was Renee part of that too? Like, did she have a tight team that was like with you involved, making sure everything was coming out how she wanted? Um, you know, you're always looking at the monitor, you know, you shoot the section, that we're focused on and make sure the lighting's right, if the camera angles are right, the choreography is good. You know, when you look after every take, you go and look at it and like, I could do better. Or, oh, that was such a good take until the end, I missed something, let me do it again. So you kind of don't move on until you feel like you have a couple really good takes, like that will make the edit, you know? Otherwise you keep doing it until it's done. You know, if you have to shoot one section 12 times, you got to do it 12 times. And the other part might be like, Oh, we did that in four takes and got it done. So again, that's where the perfectionist comes out and not, not settling for, you know, it's pretty good. It's like, no, it's gotta be great. You know, like that's, you can look at a take and know like, I, I don't, I can't do it any better. Like that. I, that's the best, you know? And I'm like, I agree. Like that was your best take at the last five passes that's the one. And, you know, and you, you make a note to keep that one for the editor, but um, Dominic and Janet very much, you know, looking at the monitor. Um, I remember Renee being around too, being involved, um, but not a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of people. It, it, it was more, you know, there wasn't, I don't remember, you know, a ton of like record label people there, you know, maybe they came by to visit for a minute and left, but that focused creative process where you're looking after every take, getting her ready, you know, let's do a rehearsal. Now this one's for picture. Here we go. Boom. Um, it, was, it was pretty much Dominic, Janet, and myself, you know, you know, lighting guys are tweaking and whatever, but Dominic is such a sweetheart and a great guy to work with. He was, he was just so kind and, and, and not egotistical and he just got everything done. I and mean, he was, he, he really was a charming guy to work with. Very easy. Tell us about it always happen. You know, sometimes yeah, no, that's for sure. like, ah, you know, some directors <laughs> are crazy. That is for sure. Tell us about winning uh, the MTV award for best choreography. Cause so like, just explain how, what did it feel like to get nominated? What was the night? Like, tell us. Well, it's, it, I mean, it seems like yesterday sometimes um, it, and, and the crazy thing is that A&M was so happy. They had me working with other artists on A&M records after I worked with Janet, they're like, Oh, we got other artists for you to do. We're going to do their video and you do this video. So suddenly I was, I was doing a lot of A&M artists, uh, music videos and, and sting happened to be one. So that next year for the MTV awards, I was up for two of the five nominations. One was for stings video and one was for Janet's pleasure principle video. And you know, I was just like, this is crazy because neither one are you thinking about awards when you're creating it. You're thinking about 
I got to deliver the pressures on I'm working with a superstar and this video has got to be the best it can be. And that's, that's all you try to do is just do the best you can be as creative as possible. And also not only deliver for the, for the artists and management and that they're happy, but also the director. Cause it's like, I was building relationships with directors as a young choreographer. Like I might work with this person again. I want to do a good job. I want to please them and, and just be easy to work with myself and have a good you know, um, personality and where they want to work with you again or suggest me to somebody else, you know? So, um, so for the MTV awards, you know, finding out I was nominated for two out of the five was phenomenal. And, you know, I just was happy to be nominated. I didn't know if it was going to win or not, you know, you, you hope, but, and the funny thing is, was, it was at universal amphitheater in, in, in the Valley and, you know, in studio city area, and my apartment was like literally two and a half miles from there. So I remember like getting all ready in my apartment and just going like two and a half miles and oh, okay, I'm at the, th at the theater. So it was thrilling. Um, a couple of things I remember about that night was Guns N' Roses performed and they were brand new, hot flavor, rock and roll, bad boy rockers. So I got to see them perform live. And that was first. And I was a big fan of them. And I remember in excess, I remember David Hutchinson, the NXS lead singer. I remember when I, when they said my name, I, I was just like, I kind of was in disbelief and a little bit speechless, like just like, and really nervous. Like, you know, my heart was pounding and going up there. But I remember when I started to talk, I remember just seeing celebrities all in the front row and just like, Oh my God, they're, they're so-and-so they're so-and-so they're so-and-so I'm like, think Barry, you got to think, <laughs> you know, but, um, I guess one of the special things about that night was I tried to get extra tickets and I couldn't, it was just me. I only had two tickets, one for me and a guest. And my mom and dad lived in LA at the time and I really, really wanted them to be there. So I ended up buying tickets. They sat kind of high, but it was a smaller arena and I've got their tickets. So they were there live, had their seats and were there and got to witness um, me winning, which to me, that was just as special as, 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 as the whole night. I mean, both my parents aren't with me anymore, but, um, that, that was really, I mean, my dad and mom were busting at the seams. They were so proud and so happy. Uh, my mom said that my dad was screaming in the whole section. That's my son. That's my son. I'm like, Oh my, what, what was that? You know? So it was a thrilling night. And, and, um, again, I look back, I have a big old shoulder pad jacket on like total eighties, all this hair, but, <laughs> It was a special night and it was a lot of fun. So, and what did, uh, what did Janet say to you when you won this for her? I don't remember. I don't even remember seeing her that night. Um, obviously AM records was happy for me and Janet, but I like, I think time had went by. So it's like, you know, you work with artists and then, you know, we're not on, we didn't have cell phones then. So you just, you know, you weren't as, you know, you don't text and keep in touch with people as much. So some time it went by and I hadn't worked with her in a while. And, you know, she was probably getting ready. The album was getting ready to end. Um, but, you know, so it wasn't like, you know, she was there and hanging out and we're like hanging out in the green room together or something. <laughs> I do remember seeing Kiss there too. Gene Simmons from Kiss was in backstage. Like, That's Gene Simmons. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know it's a little start, you know, you're a little starstruck, but it's fun. I mean, I absolutely love award shows, like, because they're live, you know, the exactly. VMAs, the Grammys, American Music Awards, the BET Awards, like, I love them all because everybody's watching and it's just live and you get all that energy of all the stars in the room. So it's fun. 
you're I think you're the first person that's told that has told me they love award shows like from an artist perspective I think that I mm-hmm. love award shows I love watching them but sometimes I get comments like oh it's all fake not fake as in like the effort's not there or the the live performance but just there's so many stars and it's all weird Hollywood fakeness um so I love that you that you think it's it's a fun place to be I think that's awesome yeah I mean some stars they're like oh I gotta be there I gotta I gotta make an appearance since you know some I'm fake some stars are like you know I'd much rather be home than being here tonight but it, you know, because you got to get all done up. You got to do the, the red carpet and you got to do this. Gotta, it is it is a pain, you know, security beyond belief. Mm-hmm. But there is something when the show starts, you know, it's live. In the next three hours, it's live and, and there's no stopping that train. It's like, we're going. Here it is. You know, you're trying to figure out when you are in the show. Like, oh, we're, you know, we're we're after the, you know, we're the eighth act. We're after the sixth commercial. So you start gearing up and you kind of maintain your energy and you start revving it up. So when you go to stage, you're ready. It's tough if you're like in the third hour because you're in the arena all day long. There's a full dress rehearsal. And you're like, oh, my God, we're like the last hour of the show. And, you know, but it's fun. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, seeing as how it's the 35th anniversary of uh, of the album, where does the album and the choreography uh, sit for you 35 years later? Because it's to me, it's timeless. I mean, that album is great anytime you put it in you know it gives me a lot of memories it reminds me of my you know living single in my apartment and things are all starting to take off for me in LA so it's it's great memories for me um because I always I'm a big music fan I associate music with a time and a place and an age and a memory you know um I can listen to a song and say I was like you know I was about 25 when I was out or I was in seventh grade when this song came out like I just my mind thinks that way um, but that album is timeless. It, 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 the production is so clean. Um, it's kind of crazy. It's 35 years later. Like it, it just doesn't seem possible, but it is. Um, I, I don't look back at the choreography a lot. And, and like, I don't go back and look at my choreography and like, I don't know, <laughs> uh, check it out all the time. You know, if somebody happens to mention it or like, Hey, um, that's cool. But I, I guess I feel grateful that I didn't know it was that big when we're doing it, like rehearsing, shooting it. You just hope it turns out to be a great video. You don't realize, you never thinking in your mind, I hope this stands the test of time and this is really good 20, 30 years from now. You don't think that way. So the fact that it has done that, to me, that's more of a blessing and and an honor that it is viewed or looked upon that way. and I, I've been told and I've read some articles that, you know, like the pleasure principle has been copied a few times or, or people pay homage to it or shoot something similar to that. I just, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know it was going to be a memorable video for Janet, you know, and, and we felt like we we're working on something special and she was doing her thing, but it's like, so that's the part where it's just, you know, sometimes I'm like, was it really that good? Like, like, I mean, but people are like, dude, are you kidding me? You know, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You know, so there's that side. I don't know. Um, I guess, too, I don't want to get caught up in the glory too much. You know, I always want to try to stay humble and stay grounded. So I don't want to be like, yeah, that was the, one of the best videos ever. And I did that. You know, I, I'm not that type of person. So I I always just kind of just roll with it, I guess. And, and again, try to stay humble. And it makes me proud, though, for sure. You know, thinking 35 years ago, my goodness. 
on behalf of the fans, I just want to thank you because it definitely is uh, timeless. And yeah, like it's just, it's so cool. Like it's so cool going back. It doesn't look cheesy. It doesn't look dated. Mm -hmm. It just looks fun and funky. And I think there's only a few choreographers that can actually say that their work always looks cool, you know, and you're (laughs) one of them. So that's for sure from the fans. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're still in contact with Janet or not, but what message would you have for her on this 35th anniversary of, of control? Well, um, well, the main thing is, I mean, her legacy and her, her longevity, she's had a long career, which again, you, you strive for that, but you don't know if it's going to happen. But the fact that she's had such a long career and is and constantly um, uh, kept evolving as an artist. I'm super proud of her for that and, and how, how her, you know, her album and her tours and she just kept evolving and evolving. So to me, I'm proud of that, you know, like as part of her legacy and part of her, you know, her early success. Um, and I saw her probably about 10 years later, I was choreographing the Super Bowl halftime special in 98 and she was doing something, uh, she was rehearsing for a tour and we saw each other at the dance studio, like in the hallway. And uh, we, we did talk to each other, but I, the main thing was I never, I felt like I never got a chance to say thank you, you know? So to Jana, I always, I feel that way and always have like, thank you for the opportunity. One, believing in me that to choreograph for her, because I was just a dancer in one of her videos, two of her videos for the opportunity to choreograph for her and that she, she trusted me and believed in me. And uh, that's the main thing. It's like, she, she truly did open the doors for me, for my choreography career. Cause after that, so many calls were coming in and I, I never looked back. I, I became a choreographer all because of Janet, you know? And so that's, that's what I'm truly, truly thankful for. That's awesome. And uh, do you have a message for the Janet fans? Cause they love you. You're always mentioned. Uh, and you know, I think once you work with Janet, you're always in the family. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm again, happy for, for all their, uh, I guess, loyalty and, and for in, in a way putting, uh, looking up to pleasure principle as fondly as they do. And, and, and like I said, it's, it has to test the time and people still talk about it. They still say it's one of their favorites and this and that. So uh, I guess thanks for all the compliments and, and the loyalty to them. It's been a pretty fun ride. Is there stuff you're working on now that you can let us know about, or I know it's always state secrets with artists, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nothing I can reveal, but I mean, I am working with artists. I have, you know, I've, I've kind of moved on and done more creative directing the last 10 years. I still choreograph, but a lot of times I might have a choreographer that I will oversee or just bring a choreographer on because I don't want to worry about all the choreography anymore. I'd rather just focus on the directing and the lighting and the video and the this and the that and just pulling the whole show together. But um, yeah, I've had, I've been very blessed in, to work with a lot of great artists Um and um, I am actually doing something pretty soon, but I, I can't reveal the artist, but it's, it's a new album. It's a female artist that she's dropping. And, um, and just, we're, of course, because of COVID, we, we, and it's fine. We are pre-taping it and they're going to edit it, but then it'll air like, you know, live, filmed live, but air later. That's so, cool. And where yeah. do you want people? So I know people can hit up your website, barrylather.com. Is there social media that you want people to know about to follow you as well? Um, I, my Instagram is just Barry Lather. I'm pretty simple. Um, I, I just started Instagram like, I don't know, six months ago. I don't, um, 
you know, I just don't do a lot of social media. I do a little bit, but I realize as time goes by and, and the time and the era we're in, you know, we're 2021 is like, it's, you kind of got to have some of those things um, just to stay in contact and, and, and other people to see your work too. So it's almost like a, I don't want to say free advertisement, but it's, it's a way for people can discover your work or finally get in contact with you or like, Oh my God, you know, I didn't know how to. So that, that's kind of cool in a way. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much barrylather.com is my, uh, my website and shows a lot of my work and award shows and this and that. And then um, my Instagram. Perfect. Barry, thank you so much for doing this. It was an absolute treat to have you on our show. For sure. Thank you, Kelly. That is award-winning choreographer Barry Lather. Again, make sure to check out his website, barrylather.com. The Kelly Alexander Show. As always, thank you very much for spending time with us on the program this week. And a big thank you to our guest, Barry Lather, and also to our producer, Andrew Sabino, for doing such a great job putting the show together. Now, keep in mind that you can listen to us on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. And we would definitely love it if you have the time to give us a review. And also, all of our social media handles are on our website, kellyalexandershow.com. Have an amazing week. You and I'll chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.